Welcome to the Con Pod, a Star Trek convention podcast, a proud member of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Here is your host, Ron Robel. Hello, and welcome to the Con Pod, a Star Trek convention podcast. This episode is being recorded on Thursday, April 14th, 2022. Today, our topic is a post-con for Star Trek Mission Chicago. To join me in talking about this exciting event, we have not one, not two, but three fabulous guests. Our first guest is a frequent contributor to the unofficial Star Trek Las Vegas convention group, Sean Gilmartin. Sean, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Our second guest could be called the king of convention cosplay, Thad Haight. Thad, thank you for being here. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say I would go quite that far, but thank you very much. <laughs> and last but certainly not least is a co-host of Snapchat or Jen Tip. Jen, thank you for being here. And it was nice to finally meet you in Vegas. It was great to finally meet you. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah. So I'm going to go around the horn here and just ask everybody to kind of tell us your convention background, when you started doing conventions, what your first convention was, um, what's your favorite, are you STLV, the cruise, um, and what brings you back to the conventions? Uh, so let's go in reverse order here. And Jen, we'll start with you. I mean, uh, my first Star Trek convention was in the late 90s. Um, I met Jonathan Frakes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was in Jersey. So it was, it was like some real shady. I mean, I mean, I was trying to think back on it. It might have been like Tom's River, maybe like near Seaside Heights. I don't even remember. It was Love some it. shady, you know, motel in Jersey. Uh, it was a little, con- you know, it was a real little, con- the little ones that they, they would have. And, and but uh but that was enough for me. I was hooked. I was like, oh, this is, this is great. I like doing this. But um, so I, I, I went to a lot of cons for a while um, up until probably about 2009 is when I had my first kid. And that's when it kind of slowed down. So, uh, you know, a lot of less, a lot less time. Uh, so I haven't been to a Trek specific con since then. I've been to like, you know, Philly Comic Con and things like that. Um, but I hadn't been to a Trek specific con until Chicago since two, like awesome. 2009 or 2000 yeah so or 2010 maybe but uh so it was great to to be back that is great you were so active on Twitter I thought for sure you were a convention pro and been going to all of these um, so <laughs> it makes sense that we met in Chicago for the first time <laughs> yeah yeah if yeah if, if, if Twitter was a thing back in the aughts I would have been all over right. the convention <laughs> <laughs> set <laughs> awesome and Thad let's hear your Star Trek convention story well, I've been to a few uh, cons over the years. I start, I, I like would occasionally go to th- uh, for a day to like Baltimore Comic Con and things like that. But my first real convention, my, my first Star Trek convention uh, was uh, STLV in 2017. I went there um, because I contributed to the Deep Space Nine documentary and went for the contribution level that included tickets to STLV because I thought that sounded like fun. And uh, <laughs> Oh, it was fun, and I ended up coming back a lot. Uh, I now go to as many Star Trek cons as I can. Uh, I would say at this point, my favorite Star Trek con uh, is the cruise. I went on the cruise for the first time in 2020, right before the world ended, and absolutely loved it. Just (laughs) uh, went on it again this past year, or I mean this year, and it was fantastic. It is probably my favorite Star Trek convention-type experience. But I also love love STLV and I loved this convention in Chicago and I will keep going to any and all Star Trek conventions. And are you booked for the 2023 cruise? Yes, I am. 
Awesome. We'll hope to see you there. And Sean, last but not least, what is your Star Trek invention story? Um, I started at STLV last year. That was my first one ever. Um, and then I went on the cruise and then I went to Mission Chicago. So <laughs> everything all at once. Love it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I loved it. One of each. Um, one, of, one of each. So I definitely consider myself to be like a baby con Trekkie, Trekkie con person. I don't know how to describe it. But um, I, I was hooked the first time I sat down in Las Vegas and was just overwhelmed. So now I, I want to do everything forever. I feel like a lot of us start that way where it's like, I'm just going to do one. It'll be a once in a lifetime experience. And then fast forward, mm-hmm. you're doing as many of them as your budget allows. It's addictive. We all know that <laughs> feeling, right? <laughs> So jumping right in here. So the highlights of this convention, I kind of thought we could go through each day and see what, what was one highlight that everybody had for the day and, and just go from there. Uh, so Thad, we'll start with you kind of, what was your highlight for Friday? Uh, would probably be uh, Will Wheaton uh, because for those of us, those who, who may know, um, he doesn't go to the convention in Las Vegas. So um, he's, not a fan of creation the company that runs that one so he refuses to go which is his personal decision that's fine but because of that i haven't seen him i i saw him once at baltimore comic-con several years ago but i have not seen him nearly as much as some of the other actors so i was excited to see him in chicago i thought his panel was great i i just loved hearing him hearing him talk about his relationship with star trek and he's just a really really great guy and it was good to see him he is. He's so engaging. His stories are so much fun to listen to. And he has such passionate energy behind the franchise. Uh, Jen, how about you? What was your highlight for Friday? Oh, I was also going to say Will Wheaton. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was such an engaging panel. And, and he, had, he has a very, very detailed uh, story for, for where his, he believes his character had gone. And I thought that was just such so lovely. It was just very engaging uh, to know that he... He's, he's doing the same thing we would all do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in his position. <laughs> we would know exactly what happened to our character <laughs> at every point in that character's life. And he does. And, and the story is, is wonderful. And, and he, he was delightful. Um, meeting him was delightful. He's, he's someone I hadn't ever, I hadn't gotten to meet him before. So that was, it was really special to meet him and, um, and talk to him. And, you know, he looked me in the eye and he, and he said, I see you. You know, oh. which which sounds like so sappy. Like I'm usually not, not that sappy, but it actually did feel nice for someone to say that to me. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> like it's just so lovely. Like he's so engaging. Whoever he's talking to, that person is the, you know, the most important person in that moment. And he's really he's really good at and, that. You know, not to jump ahead, but it felt like all of the cast interactions this time were so personalized mm-hmm. you know other yeah. conventions yeah, I've been to with the line just love and shove and this they were so right. engaging and wanted to hear your story and it was just I remember e- even Chase Masterson I had a chance to talk to her and I left and text Masterson I was like I think I'm gonna cry right now she's just such mm-hmm. a sweet sweet person I felt the same way it was never rushed um yeah. sometimes there's just sometimes they're not there as long so the, you know the lines get really long and they're you know moving you through like cattle shoot and, and none of that happened to any of any of the uh the cast that I went up to this time and Sean any highlights for Friday definitely um 
Will Wheaton spotlight. I think kind of like that said, I, I had never seen him anywhere. So I was super excited to just be in his presence, even though I didn't meet him. Um, I really love the Doug Jones spotlight. I, I love Saru. I loved him in so many movies and it was just interesting because he talked about his career and he's so animated and there's just something about him that you have to love. So that was definitely like, I don't know. I left kind of like you guys were saying, I left feeling joyful and cheerful and I didn't even talk to him. I was just sitting there. (laughs) It was fun watching him too. I was in line for Sonequa Martin-Green to get an autograph and he, I, I got a selfie with him in 2018 and he was doing the same thing here where he, when you get a selfie with Doug Jones, it is, you're getting a hug. You're getting, he runs his hands all over your face. I mean, it, we're back to, to touching, which was such a nice relief after the last convention where it was very, still hands off, still having a lot of COVID, which it was still a case here, but I think they were much more relaxed and, and enjoying the event. Awesome. So Saturday saw it was a big day. We had the Lower Decks panel, um, the James Cromwell spotlight, uh, Discovery had their panel, Strange New World. So there was a lot going on Saturday. This one might be a little bit harder, um, but Sean, we'll start right with you. What was the highlight of Saturday for you? Everything. <laughs> Everything. I love it. <laughs> Everything. But no, really, um, I, it's funny because uh, George Decay sort of gave the same speech I think he he incorporates a lot of his history into his talks and I just appreciate listening to him every time I feel like it's truly an honor so that was just wonderful and I love the discovery panel I think the cast it truly embodies a family and um, it's one of my favorite shows so I, I just enjoy being there in their presence but Strange New Worlds was amazing because we got to see some of the footage and I was just I was so hyped it was just amazing and I geeked out the entire time so that bridge is so beautiful (laughs) and they got to see it for the first time too I thought that was so lovely yeah like Rebecca Romaine said we didn't see that (laughs) this is the first time we're seeing it (laughs) so it was wonderful to witness that with them And Celia, I can't remember her last name, but just getting to see her talk and listen to her story too. It's such a quick welcome to the family, Um, but man, you're there. You're part of the family now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Jen, what was your highlight for Saturday? The energetic lower decks panel. It was insane. (laughs) Those people are so wonderful. I mean, they were, they, they were sports, you know, wearing the outfits. (laughs) Jack Quaid had the boiler hair and and they're just, they're just such a breath of fresh air. They're delightful. It was, it was so much fun to listen to them. They're so cool. And the footage that they, we got to see footage there as well. Uh, and the footage they showed there was really funny. It was just, it's just, it was just this perfect little touch of Lower Decks without, you know, giving away any of the storyline for the season. You know, it's just a fun little vignette of, of classic Lower Decks hijinks. And it was, it was, I'm still smiling about it. It was a great panel. It was one of the best panels I've ever been to, quite honestly. And that cast has such energy and such good, such like, energy. And they said a lot of them hadn't even ever been in the same room together recording because they do it all long distance with COVID and everything. So it was fun to see them really have great chemistry as well. Right. Uh, Thad, how about you? They're such great people. They're just like, yeah. In Star Trek in general, they just, they hire great people. This is what happens, you know, (laughs) this great, (laughs) (laughs) this great stuff. For me, uh, that Lower Decks panel was amazing. Uh, I think this was their first panel with, 
with uh, the audience since their show started because their show started in the middle of COVID. Mm -hmm. And it was fantastic to see. Like, I feel like they were all a little overwhelmed by how well they were received and how excited we were for them to be there. Mm -hmm. And then they were mirroring that excitement. And the whole thing was just the energy in the room for that Lower Decks panel was just incredible. It was special. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh the other thing that I really loved on Saturday, um, I uh with my friend Carl, we did a cosplay of um Miles O'Brien and Julian Bashir in their <laughs> Battle of Britain holodeck outfits. It and was so that good. Was, that was so fun to walk good. around and like have equal parts people be like really excited to see us and people being like, What on earth are you wearing? <laughs> That was great. Uh, and we got a we got a photo with Alexander Sedig. And of course, he had no idea what we were wearing, but it was it was wonderful. Um, the best part was because in the DS9 episode, you're the, the, the they're wearing those outfits when they go into Quarks and they drink in honor of their fallen comrades. And uh one of the cool things in Chicago is they had a bar right there in the vendors room. So we're like, oh, let's have actual beer for our photo. <laughs> so, that, so that was cool. And Sid was like, oh, you couldn't leave your drinks at the bar, boys, could you? And that was pretty good. <laughs> so that was that was definitely a highlight for me. <laughs> Love it. Post that picture so have... somewhere. Oh, in yeah, the show it's on notes or, In the show notes or oh, something. Oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, for, yeah. Because it's, it, oh my gosh, it looks so good. It's so, <laughs> such a great cosplay. <laughs> I mean, we kind of look drunk in the photo, which I assure you we weren't, but it works out well for the costume. <laughs> it works. <laughs> and I will say my absolute highlight for Saturday actually came after hours. It was the uh, Beam Me Up Jackie, uh, the drag yes. extravaganza. Which oh was yeah, that was phenomenal. great. Phenomenal standing room only. Um, I'm a huge RuPaul fan, and that was just such a highlight. She had such good energy. Did y'all get to that one? I was there, yeah, I saw... and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I saw the beginning of it. I had to go to get dinner, but it, it the part that I saw was really good. And her dress was absolutely fabulous. This sequin mm -hmm. thing mirrored after counselor or uh, an original series science uniform, just absolutely stunning. But that's she Saturday sing. was the big day. Yeah. Um, so Sunday was a little bit lighter on content, but still a lot to see and do. Um, Jen, let's kick off with you and see what your highlight was for Sunday. Oh, my absolute highlight for Sunday was seeing uh, Tawny Newsome rock out on the main stage yes. with five-year mission <laughs> singing Psycho Killer. <laughs> it was so good. It was, it was thrilling. It was a thrill so much now, i didn't know she she's sings great. too i guess she she mentioned in her panel that she's got an album out i know noelle well yeah. does as well but she so has she, a she was, she was yeah she was in a talking heads uh tribute band which is what you know why she you know new psycho killer um but she also has a, a an album out um beyond that and and you're right uh noelle well sings too and and during the um the the lower decks panel Mike, Mike did promise that they would get to sing. Yeah. We, we all heard it, it, so we can't take it back. So. Oh, that's right. I am yeah. so looking forward to the musical episode of Lower Decks. It's oh gonna be my amazing. gosh, it's going to happen. I don't know. I feel like Lower Decks became, became my favorite series. It was close to being my favorite series yeah. before, but after seeing their panel, it's hard not to love those guys. Yeah. Uh, Thad, what and, was your highlight uh, and for five, Sunday? Well, I was going to say, I was just going to say too, okay. and and just five year mission in general. They played um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in between the panels, and it was so great to have them there. They're such great musicians. Their songs are Absolutely. amazing. 
and it, and it, it really added to the to the energy of the main the main hall because that can always just get a little you know blah <laughs> you know what I mean and, <laughs> a little blah blah fans. blah <laughs> yeah yeah so so it was, it was so great having them there no and their their songs were just they did a really nice job too of playing songs that were appropriate for the setting and it was just yeah. I think the MC struggled a little bit throughout this. The moderators for the panel struggled mm-hmm. a little bit, but Five Year Mission was there and was doing a phenomenal job. That's so right. we we're so That's glad right. to have them. So Thad, what was your highlight for Sunday? Uh, for Sunday, my favorite thing, I think, was the Prodigy panel. I yeah. uh, really enjoyed that. I loved how they had a whole bunch of kids asking questions and they were really good questions too. I also very much enjoyed Kate Mulgrew asking them who their favorite character was and they all said Murph. That was good too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that panel. I thought that was great. It was the one little girl too that said, you know, I want a Murph plush, Dana, plush stuffy. And everybody mm-hmm. started clapping, mostly adults, <laughs> but that's fine. I would absolutely you know what we want as Trekkies. <laughs> they were selling Jordy Bears. Why weren't they also selling Murphs? <laughs> right. <laughs> and Sean, how about you? Was... <laughs> so, Sean, what was your uh, highlight for Sunday? So, I actually didn't make it back to the con on Sunday. Um, I shared an Airbnb with some friends that I met at STLV. And we ended up just spending most of the day sitting around and talking. Um, And so it's a very different sort of con experience because I felt bad that I wasn't there. There was so much I wanted to see, but I was like, I haven't seen these people in so long and I probably won't see them for another six, nine, 12 months. And it just was really nice to spend that time together. So that was my highlight. Yeah, that's the real that. best part of the convention. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just hanging for with sure. friends. <laughs> and it was kind of a relief. You know, Sunday, like I said, was kind of light on programming. There was a lot happening still, but it definitely wasn't a Saturday level. So I did. I, I was with you. I felt like it was a good opportunity to spend some time in the vendor's room and just catch up with people that you only see once or twice a year, but are still the closest friends you have, thanks to Trek Twitter. <laughs> which speaking of the vendors room, um, I know I spent a lot of time in there, autographs, photo ops, and just exploring all the awesome merchandise. Um, Thad, we'll start with you because you have to leave in just a few minutes, but any highlights in the vendors room? I mean, I, I, I already mentioned the Geordie bear. I uh, had to get that as soon as they announced that the, from the lower decks episode, uh, uh, Cupid's errant arrow. Uh, and I remember I also was quite perturbed that they were only selling the Murph t-shirt in children's sizes. Again, yes. they're just really oh, not underestimating how important Murph is to people. Uh, <laughs> they, they did they did take a hint and like have a website where you could order it to order an adult sized Murph shirt to get later. But uh, <laughs> I, I was I, I got um, I got selfies with several of the actors because that's I, I really enjoy doing that in, in, in a lot of ways I like that better than the actual photo ops because they feel more personal. Um, and the other big thing I did, uh, I bought on, on the last day, I bought what, one of those uh, one of those fancy coffee tables. I got a I got a Stargate Atlantis table that's shaped Ooh. like the Stargate with the wormhole in it. It was so awesome. looks it, so cool. It's uh, a really cool looking table. They have they're at STLV every year because I think they're actually in Vegas. Um, and I'm always tempted, but the fact that this time. I was in Chicago where I had driven and I could just take it home and not pay the exorbitant <laughs> shipping. I'm like, oh, I gotta. So yeah, I'm 
very excited with about my table. That's awesome. <laughs> Speaking of Murph too, back to that, I would love XO6 had a ton of debuts. And I'm oh just gonna say, God. where's our Murph figure? Like, I want it. Let's do it. <laughs> all those XO6 figures. I have to be careful because all of their figures are around 200 bucks each. So I can't buy all of them. Um, so I have to be careful which ones I buy, but I will absolutely be getting the Riker one and probably the archer one too because it's so good porthos i want porthos yeah <laughs> was porthos there mm-hmm. he is he yeah porthos was, is an accessory it. that comes with archer oh how did i miss that <laughs> i have to go back in time <laughs> so sean anything you found in the vendor's room that just you couldn't leave home without so I mean, I spent way too much money as I always do. And because I live in the Chicagoland area, I was like, oh, this, like Thad said, I don't have to ship anything or try to put it in my suitcase. I can just put it in my vehicle. So that was dangerous. Um, but I enjoyed just in general the, um, what was that room that was like the holodeck? What was I? Oh, don't remember that was what for that was the called. Star Trek NFTs. Um, I forget what the continuum, I think they call continuum, it. Continuum, yeah. That was amazing. I went multiple times. It's funny, that room, I too, I felt like that was like the poor man's rendition of the AR wall that we keep hearing about in production because it really, yeah. you went in there and it was so immersive. It's The technology is absolutely incredible. And Jen, what, what, what were your thoughts on the vendors from anything that you couldn't leave, leave behind? Yeah, I mean, I picked up a couple little things, but uh, my favorite part of the vendors room this year was trying on the Strange New World boots. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> which they're yeah the official strange new world boots the same ones that they wear they're now selling for you know like four hundred dollars something exorbitant but it's free <laughs> to try on <laughs> and it's fashion and you can't put a price on fashion oh you can't put a price on fashion they're so gorgeous and they felt like heaven they're very very supple you know leather boots and they're they're really great quality and it was so fun to put them on and you know pretend that i was official <laughs> I feel They're you. Gorgeous. Uh, I managed to talk myself out of spending three hundred fifty dollars on one of those Valente jackets, but it was a close call because they're oh, yeah, really nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard to. I, it wasn't exactly an exhibit at the prop store. Having the Picard booth out, I mean, some of that stuff might not hit my wallet now, but they're incredible. Those costumes, it felt like a little exhibit just to look yeah. at. Um, and kind of online, so everybody get to walk through the Strange New Worlds exhibit and see their costumes yes. and those props. Those details are just, it's unbelievable so to get beautiful. close to these uniforms and they're so detailed. Um, I, I love that it really was set up like an exhibit. Like you walked through and it wasn't just stuff standing there. It, it felt very immersive, like it was taking you on a journey to a quote, yes. you know, Strange New World. So that was really nice. Yes, it, if, if that was very much like it was how it was here in Chicago, which is interesting because at first I didn't even go in there because they had those same costumes on display in the um, museum, what they called the museum on the cruise. And I'm like, oh, I've already seen them. I don't need to. But uh, I, I kept seeing pictures from like, oh, OK, I'll check this out. They, I think they were definitely arranged in a much more immersive way in Chicago than they were on the cruise. I'll say to my last, the last vendor that I just spend way too much money on every time is fan sets. Um, and of course they're the official sponsor of the network. Um, I did get the chance to talk with Lou and we're looking forward to having him on the podcast as we get closer to STLV. 
um, and getting kind of a vendor's perspective from what it's like to attend one of these things. Um, and if anyone's listening does, that does want to buy any of their pins, if you use the promo code CONPOD, you'll get 10% off. <laughs> um, so check that out. Um, but, you know, it was interesting, you know, this was the vendors room was a little bit smaller, I think, than we're used to at some of the larger conventions. Um, but overall, what did everybody think of the convention? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Will you be going to Star Trek Mission Seattle? Uh, Sean, let's start with you. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I used to always go to C2E2 in Chicago. And so because of Pop, it very much felt like that type of con. Um, but it was very much different from STLV. And I think a lot of it had to do with the setting. And like we said, it was a smaller sort of vendor space. But I enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I liked the fact that it was more family friendly. And you saw a lot of people with their kids and you saw the whole family cosplay and um, they had stuff from Prodigy. So that was really enjoyable. Absolutely. And Thad, how about you? Thumbs up, thumbs down, overall thoughts? Are you going to Seattle? Uh, thumbs up. Uh, I think it was a very successful convention. I was a little worried that it wouldn't be, but then in the last few weeks, they really pulled it together and they managed to make something pretty great. And I, I very much enjoyed it. I am hoping to go to Seattle. I'm not 100% sure on that yet because of cost and whatnot, but I hope to be there. Awesome. Jen, how about you? Yeah, I'll be in Seattle, baby. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that wraps up our very brief post-con for Star Trek Mission Chicago. Um, if anyone wants to keep up the chat up about convention stuff, where can they find everybody online? Uh, Jen, let's start with you. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ida Quarks, and my podcast is Snapchat. Woohoo. Thad, how about you? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Tyrannicus. That's T-Y-R-A-N-I-C-U-S. And you can also find me... You can also find me on the Infinite Diversity podcast on the UFP network where we talk about each and every new episode of Star Trek. Awesome. And Sean? I'm not on Twitter, but I am very active in the uh, Facebook groups. So you will most likely come across me at some point. Awesome. And again, my name is Ron. You can find me on the Star Trek Convention Experiences Facebook group or on Twitter at ConPod or at TrekkerRon. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Hopefully we don't have to wait a whole, honestly, our next convention is more than a year away for the official convention, um, but we are exactly 200 days until Las Vegas today. I'm so super, mm -hmm. super excited. Um, thank you guys for being here. I very much appreciate it. <laughs>